The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello and welcome, mystics, seekers, everyone with the desire to come up higher. You have found... By God's Grace, the Open Door Radio Show, which today we're going to be using to discuss the best and highest teachings on the planet. And I want to say something, too. I didn't do a normal preamble this this time because it's going to be a focus of our show today. But we often say that these teachings are the pathway to the ascension and that we invite people to awaken to the light within, in fact, to become that light. And that we also say that we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. So today to help us, um, and by the way, I'm Tom Schumacher, and who's this? I'm Terry Kennedy. Hi, Terry. Hi. And today we have the estimable Daniel Kehoe joining us, <laughs> uh, a good friend, associate, and somebody whose thought process I like a whole lot, so that's why he's here. Uh, we're going to talk <laughs> about you. the best and highest teachings on the planet, which, of course, are the teachings of the Ascended Masters, our opinion, but I think we could probably back that up. So what makes great teachings great? You know, this is kind of a, um, a hard question to answer because there's a lot to it, I know. But it, all of us were raised in some tradition or other where we were studying on, you know, like for me, I I'm, I'm, was raised Catholic. What about you, Terry? I, I was raised Episcopalian. And you were raised Catholic also? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, we had a tradition that we could base some of our inclinations on, if you will. So the teachings that we now discuss, these best and highest teachings, are from the Ascended Masters. And who are they? Well, they're the, they're the, uh, the saints and sages of East and West yep. uh, from time immemorial that have gone on and no, no longer have to reincarnate. And uh, major religions and major spiritual disciplines are all represented. Yeah. So yeah. we know this is a, there's a universality to these teachings. Anyway, I wanted to kind of set that table because the Ascended Masters are our elder brothers and sisters. They've gone before us to kind of show the way. And they have dedicated themselves to helping us find our way home to the heart of God. So having said that, we still want to look at the teachings because we didn't just have these dropped on us. We discovered them. They discovered us. We found something about them that really appealed to us. So I would say that to start out this discussion, the first thing we would say is that we kind of understood these teachings are true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're well, yes. true. They rang, they rang true in the yeah. heart. When you heard them, you, you said, ah, well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like the tapestry finally makes sense. The crazy quilt <laughs> becomes a tapestry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's it, it's kind of like that proof of one of the things that stuck to me in grade school is they said the ancient of days said the um, laws of God are written in your inward parts. Because I always used to wonder, you know, you're sitting there in you're religion class. Him. Well, <laughs> you, and, you know, they, they say certain things. And I was, maybe I was unique, terminally unique, but I, I would sit there and go, <laughs> true, not true, true, not true. And I always wondered, where do you get that inner knowing. truth, not truth? Yeah, knowing. <laughs> yeah. And, uh. 
Well, it's written on, like you say, written on the inward parts. And so when you when you hear it, and I think I said this on a previous show or something, it's like if you have if you have two guitarists next to each other and you pluck a string on one, the other the other that same string on the other guitar will will vibrate because it's it resonates. It, it resonates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, indeed, and uh, the resonation part Sympathy. of that. Is it sympathetic? Yeah, yeah. Our engineer just said that the word oh, is sympathetic. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. You know, I think that Mr. We, David. we recognize that resonance within, too, because, you know, it's like you were saying a moment ago. There's a sense of knowing that you simply have. And maybe this is faith. Maybe it's partly faith, partly just kind of the, the path we've been on for thousands of lifetimes leading us to this point where we had these engrams in our inward parts, and they begin to make more sense to us. Mm-hmm. It, every, not everybody hears these. You know, in fact, um, that's one of the things that I think we have understood in the course of understanding these teachings is that your ears have to be open, your eyes have to be open, your mind and your heart have to be open to really kind of comprehending this meaning. And if you don't have the foundation, some of this kind of goes right by. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I think a lot of times, you know, we've scrubbed down to what is that baseline mm-hmm. that we use to judge. And it's sort of the simple question of what is real. <laughs> you know, when three people throw stuff at you and you just like, well, is that real? I know. And the answer you don't want to hear is, well, only the truth is true. <laughs> well, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think we can follow that. Well, I want to see a show of hands out there. Anybody who was in the um, Pacific area around Australia about 1985. Let's see. Oh, there's a few hands. <laughs> well, we want to play an excerpt from a lecture that Elizabeth Care Prophet delivered on the topic of these best and highest teachings. It's about seven minutes long, and we're going to use this as kind of the basis for the further discussion throughout this program. So without any further ado, let's listen to that excerpt right now. Now we are looking to the thrust of the Great White Brotherhood. We're looking to the end of the Piscean Age, dawning now in Aquarius. We have this tremendous gift of the Violet Flame and the sponsorship of Saint Germain. The open door of God through this seventh angel who comes, sounding when the mysteries of God should be finished, the coming of the little book, which itself is a mighty revelation uh, to be delivered, and the everlasting gospel. All of these portend the opening of the retreats of the Great White Brotherhood and the delivery to the people of God in every religion on earth of those ancient teachings whose time has come because it is the seventh age, which teachings are the crowning glory on the life and mission of Jesus Christ. What the teachings tell us are what Jesus went to the Far East to discover, to learn, to be able to demonstrate and teach. He went to the very same retreats, which were the repositories for the records of ancient Lemuria. And therefore, Jesus actually carried with him the full momentum of that which was to be revealed in this century, in this hour, through our witness. We know, therefore, that he sealed the keys to that revelation in the book of Revelation. We know that those keys, when given to us by the Holy Spirit and the Ascended Masters, have brought forth the manifold and abundant cornucopia of teachings we have received. We have no dearth of teaching. We have only the necessity of organizing it, publishing it, learning it, assimilating it, and being able to transfer it as the mother bird transfers the precious nourishment to her children. So this becomes our calling, 
the calling because we have had the vision to see and understand that unless the threefold flame in the heart be quickened, there is no Christ consciousness and people will continue to live a physical existence whether they are in the heart of New York City midst its canyons and skyscrapers or whether they are on the islands of the South Pacific. There is very little difference and all you have to do is look at the rock musicians and how they carry on and how the wagging of their heads and the wagging of their tails is the utter desecration of this kundalini fire and the de-evolution which has become a pet name for the group called Devo, but there is in fact a de-evolution going on, and that is the lowering of the sacred fire, its misuse, and therefore man gravitates to the lowest common denominator of not humanity, but of uh, an animal-like existence. We understand the purpose of the coming of Jesus Christ was to quicken that flame in those in whom it was lost, as it is recorded by John again, that whosoever believed on him, he had the power to make them sons of God. Now this is the heart and the kernel of the mission of Jesus Christ then and today. And that quickening of the sacred fire comes because the individual has absolute love, absolute conviction of that universal Christ in Jesus and does pronounce that belief as that conviction, as the potential and present possibility for his own realization of God, the I am that I am. So the bringing of the teaching, the word of God we have assimilated, is a bringing of the portion of that fire for transmutation and for the preparation of the mind and the consciousness, the temple of the individual, to actually receive in these bodies in these bodies that have been the experimental leftovers of ancient, ancient interference with Earth's evolutions, so that all may have the opportunity to be more than mortal, to enter into the path of immortal life through that Savior, Christ the Lord. So there are many life waves and evolutions to be reached. The calling of the disciples of the Great White Brotherhood is to reach those who have been called to be shepherds, those who are the first string, as you would say, the leaders, the disciples, the apostles. This teaching is the highest teaching. It is the greatest light, and you well know it did not originate with me or with Mark Prophet. It is the ancient, ancient teaching of all time and space. This teaching then, when given to those who already have the light developed, who have an understanding of the historicity of scripture, the moving stream of history and the evolution, as recorded from Genesis to Revelation in Eastern scriptures and in the lives of the great spiritual revolutionaries. This understanding of an ancient past, a continuing evolution, a coming to the point in this age where here we are, we still have a world in benighted understanding, we must ignite this world, and we are the torchbearers of a word and a living teaching that is for the igniting of consciousness. This is the communion cup, and this is the bread.
It is the body of Christ that is broken and assimilated by the assimilation of the teaching itself, of the word, of the dictation, that is the release of the light of the great white brotherhood, and the dynamic decree whereby people actually assimilate the sacred fire itself. For without the sacred fire, hence without the dynamic decree, there is no permanent change. Only people considering that something is, quote, interesting, fascinating, amazing, and all these things. The observers of this group of people are just that. They are spectators on the sidelines, and they will comment on it, but they will never come in and fully have that bodily immersion in the River Jordan, the cleansing by the water, the baptism that prepares us for the baptism of the sacred fire. So here we see that the real mission is to transfer the sparks to those who have been sent, as we know we have been sent by God, to be pillars in every nation and every continent, pillars of the sacred fire of the teaching and of freedom to hold the balance. Well, indeed, you know, this is the living teaching that is for the igniting of consciousness. We'll have more after a short break. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You. 
listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And welcome back, everyone. Thank you for staying with us. Uh, Today on The Open Door, we're talking about the best and highest teachings on the planet, in which in our purview is the teachings of the Ascended Masters. And during the break, we were kind of commenting on how much incredible content was just packed into a seven-minute excerpt. Practically an entire curriculum was, you know, there. But we're talking about some teachings that are very ancient. We're talking about teachings that revolve a lot to a great extent around the idea of the cosmic Christ, Christhood, Buddhahood, the divinity that lies within each of us. So I think that as a starting and ending point, we probably really want to be in that wheelhouse that we're talking about a spirituality that basically empowers people to understand who they truly are. Make sense? For sure. (laughs) Yeah. And that's uh, one of the biggest things I I was thinking is where Elizabeth Claire Private was talking about the threefold flame in the heart Mm -hmm. is the open door to the Christ consciousness. And um, and it's the doorway to reality. And that's what she also said that thing about ancient interference. And yes. I was thinking, you know, that's like the, the most basic interference we ever run into is the division between mind and heart. And so people like intellectualize mm-hmm. the spiritual teaching versus mm-hmm. yep. jump in with your heart and really be that teaching. And I think there's probably some some nice synergistic combination of the two, you know, that you use your head for a certain degree of discernment, but you also trust your heart. Yes. You know. And you can always kind of, I don't know, myself, I can always kind of feel where somebody's just strictly coming from their head. Is it is a frequency and a vibration to yeah. intellectuality. And and you just almost want to <laughs> grab them by the nape of the neck and say, get into your heart and let me know what you think down well, there. I, yeah, know? I think Mrs. Prophet referred to the, you know, those who will stand on the sidelines and go, wow, that's that's great. That's amazing. That's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. But they, they remain spectators. Yeah. And this is not a spectator sport. This is something that is full immersion. You are in it. And in fact, I think Jesus said, you know, he doesn't want anybody lukewarm. It'd be hot or cold. Mm -hmm. I think in this case, we come into the the sphere of these teachings and their magnetic attraction. You become pretty hot. You know, there's there's a desire that we feel that's probably very ancient, as ancient as these teachings, wants to bring us forward, bring us up, to get us back to where we once were. I think, you know, this is... The reunion with the heart of God. You know, an example of uh, Saint Clair, for instance. I mean, you know, there's a there's an inner knowing, and once that uh, once she heard uh, the beginnings of what that inner knowing was, she gave up everything. I mean, she followed, uh, you know, Francis, uh, but she gave up everything. She cut her hair. You know, you couldn't drag her back to her previous life to save your soul. She was all in. She was all in. She she jumped in the deep end. Yeah. As we all have done to a certain extent. <laughs> yeah. yes. yes. Well, so, you know, I think that the Christ consciousness, again, is probably mm-hmm. one of the keys to this, the threefold flame in the heart. Uh, understanding that, by the way, I know we've had shows about this in the past, but maybe just briefly revisit it. The threefold flame is power, wisdom, and love. And we want to balance that threefold flame so that the blue plume of power is balanced with the pink flame of love and the yellow flame of illumination. This is part of the centrality of these teachings is to to basically nourish that threefold flame, balance it, because eventually that's one of the requirements for the ascension, is balancing the threefold flame. So this pathway is the path of the ascension. A lot of what we do talk about, I mean, no, this is probably going to sound facetious, but we're prepping for the ascension. (laughs) So these teachings become our our roadmap, our our pathway. 
So now I think we should maybe talk about what are some of the aspects of the teachings that really not just resonate with us, but are essential to our ability to assimilate them and to use them. Well, one of the ones I think the science of the spoken word is the one that's, I'd say, the most different. Because a lot of people on the spiritual path, they're going towards meditation and quietness and (laughs) peace and calm. And and this is a lot different, but I thought it was interesting how – she explained it. My first experience with decrees was I just jumped in. I was like <laughs> at a service and they were going 100 miles an hour. I couldn't keep up. But I closed my eyes and I just felt like I was in this river of energy and light. And I was just like, wow, there is really something going on here. Yeah. But what I learned, you know, <clears throat> practicing it and over the years is that it is like a fast track to experiencing and bringing light. It's like, how do you really change your life from where you are unless you bring something new? in to change the equation. Yeah, well, it's equation, good word, because we talk about the alchemical nature of decrees and what they can do to us in terms of transformation. Mm-hmm. You know, so that there's, a, there's an equation. These decrees are not just happenstance. They are, they are they're strict and precise formulas Yes, for achieving a certain end. Some of them are very, very specific, and some of them are maybe more general. We often talk on this show about the violet flame decrees as being one of the highest expressions of these, and that's a very high frequency spiritual energy that we can harness through the use of the science of the spoken word, in this case, decrees, mm-hmm. powerful vocal prayers that are repeated for emphasis and for the, you know, it's like you get them spin, you get your chakras spinning. Right. And you're, you're actually that. using multiple chakras because you're visualizing, which is your third eye, right? Yeah. You're using your throat chakra to actually speak it out. And then you're using your heart chakra, of course, to give it that fiery impetus. And there's a creative power to that word too. So, Indeed. so you're actually changing matter. And, and your world and, and all kinds of things going on. You remember one of the very first shows we did way back when had to do with this co-created with God idea uh-huh. that because we're utilizing God's energy to think, to act, to do whatever it is. I mean, basically, God's energy animates us. So there's a consequence to that animation. If we do it well and properly, good karma. If we don't, not so good karma. Right. So we eventually, I mean, as co-creators, we have an accountability that it's mm-hmm. good to bear in mind that these teachings, one of the things I think is very central to them, at least in my experience, is exactly that, is that you become accountable for the path that you're on and for every step that you take and every action that you make. Eventually, you're going to pay a price for those if they weren't the best creations you could have done. But by the same token, you have these treasures laid up in heaven, which you can call upon. And one of the great things about the teachings, I think, is that as we, as we acquire momentum, we also acquire a certain amount of residual power that we can draw upon as needed. And that's what one of the things that makes these teachings great in my mind is that they are potent and they're practical and you can you can basically access them anytime you need to. And that's one of the things that Senate Master Kathumi talks about is that it's like what what is, you know, it's like a simplified definition of the spiritual path is Everything evolves. Even a rock evolves, but slowly. <laughs> so the spiritual path is like, we want we want to cut up the mountain with all the shortcuts. We're not going to worry about erosion to the hillside. We want to get up there. And so th- that is the whole thing is like, when you're on the spiritual path, it's like all of heaven wants you to get up that mountain as fast as possible. So it's like, just by turning that dial and, you know, flipping the switch, getting on that path, then you have the energies of heaven, so to speak, helping you up the hill. That's Indeed. Right. Yeah. So let's kind of backtrack just for a moment here. The We're talking about these great Ascended Master teachings. We accept the reality that they are true. 
we understand that they are focused on this dynamic of becoming God, essentially, going through the Christ self or the Buddhist self, and that they are practical, mm-hmm. useful, they're relevant, they can be applied in any situation. So what makes them great is that they are not just accessible, but they're usable, and that eventually anybody can follow this path if they choose. And this is a free will choice. This is not something that's thrust on anybody. It is something that we basically choose. And one of the things you said, Daniel, about you know wanting to go up that mountain and go straight up, forget the switchbacks, <laughs> is that you know there is a, a caution about not storming heaven. That at a certain point you want to find a kind of balance to your, uh, you you know, you become God by degrees mm-hmm. because otherwise you're going to become a crispy critter. Right? <laughs> That's true. But then on the other hand. <laughs> To balance that out. Yeah. It's like if you want to pursue an ascended master, they basically said, you almost have to storm heaven. It's like you bang on their door until they yeah. answer. And and, so, and they will. And they will. <laughs> Sooner or later. Yeah. Sometimes you have to knock three times. and Well, they say three times in a lifetime, you know, and boom, and eventually they'll, they'll well, listen. I, I was reading some of the old Buddhist sutras, and I thought there was a key there because Ananda asked Buddha a question. And Buddha said, I gave that teaching yesterday. <laughs> and you only asked me once. Because if you'd asked me yesterday when I gave you the teaching, they asked three times, I would have had to answer. So asking three times, there's a key there. Yeah, yes. and I, I don't want to leave a, a wrong impression in people's minds to hear about the storming heaven part. What I mean to say is that sometimes we get ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And our ability to assimilate these teachings is something that is done by degrees. I don't think there's many people, perhaps there are some who could take it all at once sit under the Bodhi tree and suddenly be enlightened. You want the whole enchilada. Yeah, but, you know, I, th- I think that there's probably a, there's reason to take it step by step yeah. because then you have a solid foundation upon which you can build. Yes. And, you know, the, the, this a pyramid. You don't want the skyscraper that's 200 stories tall, but it's only eight feet square at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, a hard wind is, boom, going to knock you down. Yeah. Another thing you mentioned, we'll come, actually, we're probably going to take a break before we get to this topic, but I kind of want to tease this just a little bit. These are ancient teachings. We also are subjected to ancient opposition. You know, part of these teachings is teaching us how to armor ourselves so that we can be prepared when those who don't want us to succeed start to try to work on us. So, you know, we talk about the fallen ones on this show quite a lot. The fallen angels, you know, the forces of darkness and evil. Well, they are relentless. They want that light. They don't have any of their own. They need ours. But they don't want us to have it. Right. They don't want us to succeed. They want to knock us off the beam anytime we can. So in referencing to the storming heaven, part of the reason why I mentioned the way I did was we want to make sure that our, our foundation is solid enough to withstand the slings and arrows mm-hmm. of the uh, the dark forces. So and I mean, it, take, it takes a little while to, to finally get comfortable with these teachings, too, when you're first exposed to them. And so that's laying the base of the pyramid, yeah. taking it slowly and saying, okay, this is something I want to do. And one thing about the teachings that we always encounter at certain points along the way is that they're non-compromising. Right. You know, they're, they're definitely, the switch is on. <laughs> you know, the light's on. And so, anyway... Uh, on that note, let's take a short break. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes and continue our discussion about these best and highest teachings on the planet from the Ascended Masters, our brothers and sisters on the path. Stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. 
These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you very much for staying with us. Today we're talking about the best and highest teachings on the planet, and I was just reminded during the break that uh, when we first began this program years ago, we did it based on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? And the content that we present is organized basically around those four questions in one form or another. And one of the things that is uh, very relevant, uh, relevant for today is the how do I get there part. These are the teachings. And again, we want to go back to a couple of the, the primary concepts around these teachings that are very, very important. That is that they're relevant, they're useful, and they're practical. Want to take it from there, Dan? Um, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, the, and that's a practical thing is because a lot of times, you know, our practical day-to-day world is where, like, how do we put bread on the table and pay the mortgage? But then it's like the deep yearning, the, the, the reason we want to stay on the planet, the reason we're still moving forward is we're looking to answer, okay, why am I here? What what am I going to do? And so that's a lot of times, you know, you can glean from the Bible or the Dhammapada certain elements of truth. And that what I think is, um, from our, my perspective, because I also help with sending out the, the pearls online and the e-pearls, is that there's people all over the world that sign up for them. They don't necessarily join any organization or quit any organization, but they see that, that element of truth that mm-hmm. awakens something in them and says, wow. I can add this to my world. 
And um, that's where I think the universality, universality of this practical path is. Is it, it doesn't matter what country you're in. We all face the same problems. We're all trying to get to the same place. That It gives us deep keys, and a lot of times it's just wrestling with our psychology instead of <laughs> wrestling with our neighbor. <laughs> that's what we need at the moment. It's what we need at the moment. And, and the, the beauty of the power of the spoken word, I mean, uh, is that – it will it will actually change things in your world, and that's that's you know we we have our uh, there's a certain structure to a decree that's given. You give a preamble, in other words, you call to certain heavenly beings, and then you give the body of the decree, and then you accept it done in full power, in full faith as a as a closing. But there's a there's a science to that. It changes matter. It changes if you're concerned about the political arena, for instance, you use the power of the spoken word to ask for God's will to be done in accordance with God's holy will for this, that, and the other thing. I mean, Jesus was no slackered when it came to using the power of the spoken word. He says, Lazarus, come forth. And it changed matter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The change that mattered. Big time. (laughs) Lazarus, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, that... Let's go there a bit more. I mean, we're talking about why do we pray? Why do we decree? And we can be as specific or as general as we want to be, but we basically have a focus and that we can also strengthen it by visualizing. And we understand, too, that when we do it often enough, it is transformational. You know? (laughs) Yeah. And, and, I mean, you could take a broad term like um, this prophet was talking about expanding the sacred fire as one of the things that decrees do Mm -hmm. and one of the things you're doing. So, if you think about in your life, what would expanding the sacred fire translate as and yeah it's like a lot of times it comes as a surprise to us because we grow up and we have certain thought patterns or as buddha would call it mental obscurations you know (laughs) that block us from really seeing the reality of the moment but it's like when you get the sacred fire in there shaking things up moving around little atoms and thought patterns then all of a sudden you're interfacing with life differently you're seeing people differently and so when jesus said you know love one another mm-hmm. like i loved you it's like sometimes it's hard to see jesus in the other person <laughs> but if you increase the sacred fire in yourself then naturally you're going to be broadcasting that to them and seeing that in them so it's yeah. it's like all these little secrets of how to do what seems to be the impossible and it does take practice takes repetition you know you got to stay at it you can't expect the miracle to happen after one prayer session might take a little while longer than that. And the sacred fire will 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 keep you on track. For instance, if you're on the interstate and all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're you're wandering over to Denver and you really want to go to Des Moines, you got to you got to correct <laughs> the the azimuths, you know, the cosmic GPS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, it keeps you on track. It, it, you know, and and I was just thinking as you were saying that, Dan, that. You might think that your divine plan is to to go down a certain a certain track in life, and by increasing the sacred fire, you might find that you wake up one morning and say, "I'm not supposed to be doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be doing something else." And let me find out what it is. You may not know right away, but let me find out what it is. This doesn't feel right. Yeah. That's a great spiritual test too to sublimate your will to God's will. Yeah, that's yeah. not easy. Well, as a matter of fact. <laughs> This week on the uh, on the audio broadcast that we have online, we're running Mark Prophet's um, lecture called The Mighty Way. It's only like 15 minutes. The Mighty Way. The Mighty Way. And he says <laughs> the best thing about The Mighty Way is to get out of the way. <laughs> and I think, you know, that's a simple thing to remember. Every time you want to do something spiritual, get out of your own way. Yeah. Well, you know, and that kind of begs this question, too. This, these teachings are, at their core, 
pretty basic. They're pretty simple. You could even distill it down to the great commandment, as you mentioned a moment ago, love your neighbor as yourself and love God above all. I mean, it, it's not complicated. Practicing it can be complicated if your world is complicated. And to kind of decomplicate your world can be a challenge because, you know, we admonish people, seekers on the path, to get, as we say, underneath your psychology so you kind of understand what your motivators are. Why am I doing this? Why do mm-hmm. I keep doing this? So the teachings are a way of clearing the field. You know, they, they kind of shed light. They, they open up your vista so that you're not as complicated. And we talk a lot about the signal-to-noise ratio. Mm-hmm. The teachings have a way of increasing the signal and decreasing the noise. You stay at it long enough, you get into that practice, and you stay conscious with it, too. You don't want to do it by rote. Then you begin to, you, you know, as you said earlier, Terry, you experience the raising of your consciousness. You experience the raising of this, this mother force, this kundalini energy right. rising from the base of your mm-hmm. spine up to your heart. You know, it's an amazing experience to have as you kind of get into that current, you know, so. Well, and that's why I think the violet flame, which you mentioned the violet flame, I think that's why that is such a key element in the path is because the violet flame is the flame of forgiveness. And a lot of times what happens when people start to dig into their psychology is they start to berate themselves because of something they did or some yeah. pattern they inherited. But the whole thing is, is it's the mercy flame. It's like be <laughs> merciful to yourself and say, I did that at that situation, most likely because I believed I needed to do that in order to survive. So the whole thing of the spiritual path is you change the element of what you need to survive. And you know, you don't have to rely on, you know, nagging your mom to get anything. It's like you outgrow that naturally. Yeah. So it's like, don't kick yourself for something you did. Just move on. And the violet flame really helps you move on. And and we know from the teachings that self-condemnation, self-judgment is a mistake. It's not something that you want to do. It takes you, I think as Mrs. Prather once said, it takes you out of the circle of God. So to get back mm-hmm. in there, you simply throw it into the flame. Okay, whatever's going on here. That was then. This is now. Cast it into the flame. Move on. Move up. God forgives you even before you ask him. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me touch on Lemuria. We might have some listeners Ooh, okay. that don't know much <laughs> about Lemuria because uh, Mrs. Prophet mentioned that mm-hmm. Jesus was studying these ancient teachings when he traveled through the East. And so uh, let's just talk briefly about that. What the, the continent was in the continent in the Pacific that went down and before it went down as well as Atlantis before it went down in the Atlantic. Certain things were taken into, what, the high mountains of the Himalayas? Uh, these are the things that Jesus was able to access? Well, we know the teachings were preserved from all those traditions. Uh, we don't necessarily know exactly how or, or where, but uh-huh. we know they were preserved because they, they showed up again. Right. You know, <laughs> so, so this, yeah. is the, this is the ancient, this is what we're talking about, these ancient teachings. Right. They're and, very, and very old. And, yeah. and she mentioned, you know, retreats. So we have two types of retreats. There's the still physical retreats that are pretty tough to get to. Mm -hmm. And then there are the etheric retreats where it's like the electronic pattern or people call it Akasha. So, I mean, there's like two ways. And with a lot of us, the easier way is the etheric retreats because we can go there at night. (laughs) And I mean, I remember when I was a little kid, I was like seven years old. So when I heard about etheric retreats, it made sense to me because one day I woke up and I was reading this huge book. <laughs> and I was like, this is the truth. This is the truth. But as soon as I became conscious of it, I could no longer discern yeah, the yeah. letters. But it's like in your mind, there's like somewhere in this world is a book that's got all our answers. Oh, yeah. You know, in, in our tradition here with the Summit Lighthouse, um, as, again, <laughs> I know I said a moment ago, we, we all kind of agreed that there's a certain basic simplicity to the teachings. But yet, if you look at the nine volumes of Climb the Highest Mountain, 
<laughs> that's nine volumes. I don't know how many thousands of pages, but that basically describes the 33 steps. The initiatic ladder is, is essentially defined. Mm-hmm. That is the path. Now, it doesn't mean that we started number one necessarily. We might have accomplished half of it already. Who knows where we are? Uh, consciously, we may we may have an idea. But the point I want to make is that the complication is not in the the details is so much as it's just in the process. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to know. So these ancient traditions could fill a library. Yes. Whatever came to us from Mu, from Lemuria, from Atlantis, was its vast teachings. And we also know from the, te- from the Ascended Masters themselves to tell us, we're not giving it all to you. We're giving you as much as you can handle. You know, I, uh, I asked uh, Mrs. Prophet in, <laughs> 19, oh, yes, you in 1974 oh. when I went to the first, uh, my first level of what is now called Summit University. And I said, <clears throat> gosh, you know, I was, I was reflecting on, on the burning of the uh, Library of Alexandria. And I said, my gosh, when are we going to have all those teachings? I mean, isn't it a shame that all that was burned down? And, you know, when's it going to come again? She said, Terry, that's what this is. <laughs> these are these same teachings. This is what what the the fallen angels tried to take from the physical plane. They they thought, well, if I burn the these records in the, in the Library of Alexandria, they'll lose their way. They'll lose their way. Mm-hmm. And we're not losing our way because this is that same ancient teaching come again. Well, and there's a part of us that knows them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our souls know. Yeah, and, and I think it's an element of the spiritual path that we forget that if we remember will help us to, you know, discern real from the unreal is that we're fiery beings in a physical body. So the fact that the teachings are kept in fiery retreats or etheric retreats, that is native to our souls to go and find it. Right. It's, it's not forbidden. Yeah. You know, uh, as, a, as a Catholic, ex now, but I one of the things that was part of my path was studying to be a priest. And for a little over two years, I did that in a seminary. And I remember thinking at one point, I don't even know where it, it kind of came unbidden in my consciousness that I thought there's got to be something more here because I didn't feel that what I was being given was somehow complete enough. And I thought, well, maybe it'll become more apparent to me as I grow more mature in the teachings of the Catholic Church, I realized that the thing that kept stopping me was this idea that Jesus was the exception. And I didn't know how I knew that, but I somehow understood that there was something he came to teach us, that he was the example that we could follow. And one of the, again, the core principles of the teachings of the Ascended Masters is this is Christ's consciousness, this Christ identity. So I kind of, before we go into our break here, I want to just kind of go back to that place and recognize that people who have been following a spiritual path may well be on the road to understanding that they are Christ, but they're not being given that food in the orthodox manner because those teachings are being withheld from us. Mm-hmm. And you know, I always wonder why. So when I left the seminary, I remember um, my mother who was just heartbroken, she said, why are you leaving? And I said, well, my God is bigger than the church, hmm. which stopped all discussion. Yeah. <laughs> there was no place for Talk about get. a spoken truth. I was like, I wasn't prepared to say that. I hadn't thought about it in uh. advance. It just kind of came out of me. But since then, I've understood that there was something that prompted my soul to recognize there's a much greater mm-hmm. awareness and consciousness. And that included the ideas of reincarnation mm-hmm. and karma, which are part of these teachings. So we got to take a break. When we come back, let's talk about karma, reincarnation, And I teased it before, we should maybe mention the fallen ones just because they're out there. (laughs) And we just got it. It's good that we know that. Anyway, so please stay with us, everyone. We're going to be back in a short time. 
Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And once again, welcome back and thank you for staying with us. Today, um, Terry and I are being joined by Daniel Kehoe, and we're discussing these wonderful Ascended Master teachings in various different forms and applications and versions and foundations and all kinds of things. You know, ultimately, at the end of the day, these teachings are what guide us home. And uh, that's why we practice. That's why we publish these teachings. That's why we are so um, joyful, really, in delivering what we can of these teachings to you. Um, these Ascended Master teachings are the amalgamation of teachings from East and West. They're universal. They're relevant. As we said, they're practical. Um, and they are true. And whether you believe that or not, you can put them to the test. Anyway, some of the concepts that come up again and again in these teachings are karma and reincarnation, the Christ self, the Christ consciousness, the threefold flame, and one we haven't said specifically yet, but the I am presence, this individualized manifestation of God that is within each one of us. This is an awesome reality. When we say at the beginning of every show, we hope that you awaken to the light within, this is what we're talking about. So having said all that, kind of setting this, this last little segment up, let's talk a bit about how important it is to understand karma and reincarnation our Christ awareness, our Christ identity, and the, the fact of our I am presence. So where do you want to take that? Well, I was just thinking about the, just give a kind of a, a, a radio description of the chart of the presence, which is. <laughs> this which, is the Marcel Marceau version? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And it's like if you draw a figure eight uh, out in the air, uh, what, where, the, where the eights, where the top joins the bottom is where we call the Christ self. That's the advocate. That's the, uh, that's where, if, as you stand in the bottom part of that eight, the things you do here on earth that are righteous and can be deposited into your I am presence, which is at the top part of the eight. The, the causal body. The causal body can go through the Christ self and be deposited as what they call treasures laid up in heaven. Mm-hmm. That's the good stuff. Okay, the bad stuff that that can't make it through, the Christ self says, well, you're going to have to work on that some more, Terry. So I'm <laughs> sending that back to you. 
And so that's what we deal with. That's our karma. That's our, that, and it builds up in what we call our electronic belt. Well, as you sow, so shall you reap. Yeah. There's a, a very cosmic uh, formula involved there. It's very precise. It's, it's cosmic law. Every jot and tittle, as the Bible says, mm-hmm. will be, have to be dealt with, balanced, transformed, mitigated. So this understanding of having a Christ self is really a very key element. Well, one of the things that you mentioned in this, you know, we call this the chart of the presence with the iron presence at the top, the causal body, the Christ self in the middle, and us who are becoming that at the bottom, we are enveloped in violet flame. We imagine and visualize ourselves being washed, being purified, being inundated by this violet flame, which can speed up the transmutation of our karma, which right. some of you have not said, but that's one of the basic tenets of the teachings is that you can accelerate your consciousness, you can accelerate your your journey home by doing these practices, particularly using the violet flame. Because I think that's the, the summation of the path of the ascension is we're going from the point of self-awareness as this physical being in time and space to ourselves as our I am presence. There you go. And I mean, it is a figure eight because one of the ascended masters said, your I am presence is constantly trying to give us, each of us, as much light and consciousness as possible. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that stops it is whether the vessel can hold it. And so you were talking about initiation. And sometimes yeah. we think of initiation as, you know, the cruel taskmaster wants to really nail us. And really, <laughs> I get in modern parlance, it's called your reality check. Yeah, right. It's like, so you've learned something. So let's see if you've integrated it. Yeah. And so, you know, it's do, can we hold our temper or can we hold that light? Because... You know, it's like when somebody gives you a great piece of information and you want nothing more to do than tell somebody. And that, that's kind of what light is. It's like it's this tremendous gift and you just want to share it. But sometimes you have to integrate it first. Right. And then share it so you don't lose it. Yeah. You know, one of the admonitions from the Ascended Masters is may you pass all your tests. Mm-hmm. We're being tested constantly to see what we're made of. And uh, it's, 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 you know God's on your side and really rooting for you when you feel tested all the time. <laughs> because if you'd left you alone, you had nothing to do. You'd kind of be, well. Right. No uh, marriage jokes here. No. <laughs> <laughs> off, off, off mic. But, you know, I think <laughs> come down to the point where passing tests is a daily occurrence. I mean, we, we are constantly being asked to come up higher. And one of the reasons why we may not always pass those tests is the distractions that are visited upon us by the fallen ones, <laughs> yeah. the forces of darkness. And we, this is not something, it's not funny. No, they've been, they've been with us for a very long time. They have time. a playbook that they use again and again because it works. Yeah, plot number seven. Let's do number seven again. Get them angry. Yeah. Get them to blow off some steam. Get them yeah. to lose their light. <laughs> anyway, the, the, the reason we bring it up is that the teachings in part are a way of learning how to fortify yourself. So that when these onslaughts occur, when these tests come, we're prepared. Our, our, our lamp is trimmed. That old parable about the, the virgins and the lamps, you know, they, they, we stay ready for when the test comes. Because if you're caught off guard unawares, you can lose a lot. You know, mm-hmm. there's, even though you make progress on the path, you can also go the other way. Well, and one of our safety valves is once you understand what their tricks are. So like take divide and conquer. You see it crop <laughs> up. You don't take it personally. You can just take it impersonally. Of, oh, this is, yeah, this is plot number three. Yeah. And it's not directed at me personally. It's just I happen to be in the line of fire. <laughs> and it, it really helps you to put it at arm's length, see what it is, and then deal with it. Well, and beware the temptation to feel yourself unfairly treated. 
because you know you might think you you don't want to take certain things personally because it isn't really personal. That impersonal part of you can rise up and be a very strong bastion against all those assaults on your ego. Mm-hmm. You know, the ego wants to respond and react, but no. You know, a, and you know, I'm just thinking too, as as more of us come up higher, it changes the whole equation on the planet. No kidding. And and so you know, we want to see things change on the planet. We've got a like it's like the old thing. You want your neighborhood to look a little bit better. Mow your own yard to start with. You know. <laughs> well, and, and I think that there's a lot to be said about having that awareness of the importance of holding the balance. That it one person can make a difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tom, we've been having too much fun. I know. I mean, you know, we're coming up to the end of this show, and we've still got tons of stuff to talk about. Well, we we talk about it every week. We have no problem with that. <laughs> but, you know, again, let, let's kind of go back and wrap this up a little bit by saying that everybody who believes in a path where they feel personally inspired, that's your path, whatever it is, wherever yeah. it is. Don't want to take that away from anybody because that's part of what makes you who you are. And that's part of what is being given to you by that higher self mm-hmm. to kind of push you in the right direction. And I would say that when I was sharing part of my personal story I went every which way. After I got out of the Catholic Church and the seminary, I went into Buddhism, then did the I Ching, the Course in Miracles, um, Transcendental Meditation, all kinds of things. And suddenly, at one point, these teachings became very evident and clear to me. Everything made sense. But if somebody had talked me out of a certain step along the way, I might have been damaged beyond repair. So I want to say that we honor everybody's path. Wherever you are right now, that is perfectly fine. That's where God probably wants you. We're simply offering this option to look at the Ascended Master teachings as a way of clearly defining your path, giving you an arsenal of practical tools to get where you want to go, and then go. Yeah, it's a toolkit. It's a major toolkit. Yeah. That's a good way to think of it. It's a matchbox. (laughs) Light a fire. Yeah. Yeah. Got plenty of fuel to burn. Uh, I was just thinking how great it was that you went through the seminary because, you know, you had a you had a point of reference, you know, which eventually led you to the teachings. And so I'm really grateful that you went through all that <laughs> well, I, personally. You know, I, I am, too. I can't say I was always grateful. There were yeah. times when I was wondering what the heck is going on. <laughs> but uh, And I know, too, that I had a lot of pride. I mean, yeah. basically, I said, no, thanks, God. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know when I need you. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to be the Lone Ranger and go off on my own. <laughs> and I probably lost a lot of time because I was exposed to the teachings in this lifetime yeah. in 1969. I didn't embrace them until 1995. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it took me 26 years of hard knocks and getting through my ego and my pride to open my eyes, open my heart, and step out, as you said, get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what was it that Mark said? If you want to be on the mighty way, then the get way. out of the way. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I, you know, Dan, thank you for being here with us today. You know, it's always a pleasure, and I can tell this. Well, and we'll have you here again. Always have a lot of good things to say. Like I said, I like the way you think. <laughs> so you, you tend to kind of help me kind of solidify my thoughts too. And Terry, of course, well, thank you for always being here, brother. You're one of the three-legged stool components here <laughs> that can't be done without. I'd be, uh, I'd be on the floor. I'm grateful. So how can yeah. people get a hold of us? They can contact us at webradio at tsl.org webradio at tsl.org and please do write us let us know how you feel got any ideas got any questions got any concerns we're happy to hear them as we said you know we'll answer everybody that we hear from so you know you can be guaranteed a response yes and to end the story this shows we always do is that though the upper path may sometimes be difficult the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world thanks everyone see you next week 
thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. 